Hello and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Teresa and with me today I have Steve. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christ-likeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. Today we are in the Psalms. We are, have made it to Psalm 32. 32. Mm-hmm. So we've been doing this for... 32 weeks. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it doesn't good. sound like a lot, but it kind of feels like... It's getting to just be our regular routine to uh-huh. record some pods every week, and there it's kind of kind of fun. It is. Do you want to read Psalm 32 for us? I would love to. Thanks. Psalm 32. Blessed are the forgiven. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and whose spirit there is no deceit. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of the summer. I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Surely in the rush of the great waters they shall not reach him. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Be not like a horse or a mule without understanding, which must be curbed with a bit and bridle, or it will not stay near to you. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Thank you. Yes, this one is uh, titled in my Bible, Blessed are the Forgiven. Yeah. Uh, and I love, because, I mean, David, of course, we know out of everybody, he knows what it's like to be forgiven, and he clearly knows <laughs> what it's like when you yeah. don't repent and you try to hide your sin. So he starts off with, blessed are those whose sin is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is he who the Lord counts no iniquity against, and the Spirit has no deceit. So we know... Um, we know that we all sin. Yeah. Uh, we know that we all have iniquity against us. But here he is saying that when you are forgiven, there is no iniquity that the Lord counts. Like he counts no iniquity against us. And that's an amazing statement. That's an amazing thing. Yeah. It's like, you know. Whose sin is covered. We talk, covered. we talk a lot about, you know, uh, just in our language, mm. like when we're forgiven, the slate is wiped clean. Right. And that's like, a, and the imagery of mm. that is like a chalkboard. Right. But a chalkboard's never actually clean, right? No. Like, and I mean, kids that are in school today will never get this, but like. That's fair. Like, we used to get held in when you were in trouble mm. at school mm. to clean the chalkboard. To clean it, yeah, yeah. Right? No, maybe you didn't. I got held in. No, I don't to think clean, I To clean the chalkboard. and. And it was like, get out. <laughs> that does not surprise me. Get, yeah, get out a, a wet rag and actually right. clean. Right, yeah, yeah. Get rid of the dust, right? the Right, we think like the little eraser, but there's always like uh-huh. the smear, the yeah. dirtiness. The Whiteboards, you have to do that too. Yeah, you know, that does you leave the mark. There's like not I'm just saying stain. in the digital world, like, yeah. but this whole idea, right? The like, it's no, not that right. the slate is wiped clean, it's that it's like cleaned cleaned yeah. like there's yeah. no remnant of the chalk on the slate That's right. anymore it is yeah. clean yeah and i love the word covered like skin is covered it's not that it doesn't matter it's not that it didn't happen it's just that there's something covering it so that you no longer hold the penalty for it yeah exactly. and that 
I mean, right here is pointing to Jesus and the cross, of course. Um, and it's an amazing thing. So David's saying it's blessed. You are blessed to be forgiven, to feel freedom, to find peace. There's blessing in that. And then he goes on to verse 3 to say the opposite side, because this is what happens when you aren't forgiven. Yeah. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away. So when he kept silent, saying when he wasn't repenting, he had sin he knew about, and he wasn't bringing it to the Lord. His bones wasted away through all my groaning all day long. So like this yeah. is like he's oh. in pain. Just like... Uh, groaning all day long. We have, a, we have a child that does that while he's sleeping. Oh, yeah. Uh, but not because of there's something weighing uh, no, on him. No, but you just think like that groaning. Well, I, we don't know. I guess he's we asleep. don't know. We, we have no idea. Who knows? Maybe he's just groaning because he's going to have to get up and go to work soon <laughs> Maybe. or whatever. But uh, yeah. yeah, he does that. Just that has that groan and you're just like, oh, what is wrong with him? Yeah, it sounds heavy. But, but there's a consequence to our sin, even physically, our bodies, when we are unrepentant, right? David's saying he's silent and his bones wasted away. So there's this, this imagery of he's not full, he's not complete, he's not able to rest, he's not able to be free. Yeah. He's groaning all day long. Verse 4 goes on to say, for yeah, day can, and can night. We, can we talk about verse 1 and 2? Sorry, I missed something. What? Oh. I missed something. Sorry, I was looking up, up. Okay, there's two things that I have to do. So when we get to the first time that the word Sela is there. Yes. So that's verse 4. I want to talk about that because... Well, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. But in verse 1 and 2, because I was kind of distracted looking at what I was looking at. Okay. Uh, did you talk about the, the words that David used for... Uh, describing sin, like he called it a transgression yeah. and a sin and iniquity, an iniquity, right? Iniquity, so yeah. uh, I just got something in front of me that's like those. The reason those got translated is right. The transgression is crossing a line, defying authority. Yeah, sin is falling short or missing the mark, mm-hmm. and, and iniquity. iniquity is crookedness or mm. distortion. Mm-hmm. But in that same two verses, David follows them up and says that our transgressions are forgiven. Yep. So forgiven is lifting the burden or the debt. Yep. Our sins are covered, yep. which is the sacrificial blood covering sin. Yep. Yep. And the, the iniquity there, yeah. does not impute. Yes. Um, this is like a bookkeeping term. Like there's no mark in the ledger. Right. There's no yeah. thing. You're, you're so, at zero. There's yeah, no yeah. red in so your ledger. There's just like David isn't just taught. Like he's, he's hitting all, all the levels. Yes. Like yeah. I broke the rules. Yeah. I fell short of the mark. Yeah. I am, I am crooked and distorted. Yeah. But the the burden has been lifted, mm-hmm. the sacrifice has been mm-hmm. made, and the and the account is clean. It's clean, exactly. Which is why I think he's saying like, blessed. Like, and it's not just like, oh, yay, thank you. No, there's like a deep, satisfying yeah. uh, feeling in his spirit here to be blessed, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And then verse three, where he went on to say, there's consequences physically yeah. to us when we withhold, like when we don't repent, when yeah. we have yeah, sin yeah. that we know about. And then verse four, almost to your Sela, uh, day and night, your hand is heavy upon me, right? There's no rest. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. Now, I don't know for those of you that live in a hot place. We have lived in some pretty hot places, uh, both here in Canada and um, across overseas, across the the world, uh, Steve in the Philippines, myself in Africa. Like, so there's, we've, we know what hot is as well. And when something is dried up and withered by the heat, like nothing survives. There's no moisture. There is not a lot of life. It's dry. It's barren. It's dusty. Um, it's hard. It's hard to survive. So he is saying, "This is what the 
the consequence of me not repenting, trying to hide my sin from mm-hmm. God. Yeah. I can't survive. Yeah, yeah. I got to... And then sp- your word, Sela. I, well, I got a Spurgeon quote before the Sela. Oh, Sella. you do. Yeah. God's hand is very helpful when it uplifts. Yes. But it's awful when it presses down. <laughs> Using that heaviness, you can feel <laughs> better, it, right? Better a world on your shoulder like mm. Atlas than mm. God's hand on the heart like David. Mm. Sorry, that crushing... Mm-hmm. Because we do, we love those moments where God lifts we us do, up, and, and, we and we soar. Speak about and, them loudly. And, you know, young men rise other. up in the wings of eagles, and there's this triumphantness. Mm-hmm. But when God's hand is pushing down, because we are in iniquity, oh. Well, and then, and then, why in that moment are we like, oh, God is like so far <laughs> away, and He's so yeah. hard. My life is I hard. Don't, I don't know why He's removed yeah. Himself from me. Uh, when really we are the ones. Your your sin that are blocking ourselves. Yeah. No, I just wanted to touch the word the cellar. I didn't okay. read them. When I read it. No, yeah, you didn't. Yeah, There's did. a few. There's yeah. three of them. Yep. Right? Yeah, there is. Um, this is the first one after verse yeah. four. So, and I don't know if I've just never thought about it or maybe we haven't had very many of them in these Psalms. It's a, it's They're a term, coming. It's a term that shows up in Psalms that helps us or should cause us to kind of pause okay. and stop. We don't actually really know what it means. It's some kind of a, a musical term. Yes. Well, um, and this is a, what is it, a meek? What is it called? A maskil? A maskil. Which is yeah, a... which is... It's just a song. Some, some kind of kind. a song. Yeah, most of them are, actually. Um, but these cellas, right, it, it's, it's, um, it's supposed to make us kind of stop and contemplate, mm-hmm. uh, kind of meditate so on what's think. there. So like as yeah. we just ended verse 4... David's laid out what uh, transgression, iniquity, sin is like, mm-hmm. what forgiveness, covering is like. Yeah. He talks about how he was wasting away yeah. and this heaviness on God. And now we're supposed to stop. And just kind of sit con- in that. And contemplate yeah. that. What's that mean for you? Yeah. Yeah. Like the reader, the listener, mm-hmm. the hearer. Um, so there, it's, it's kind of like an amen. It's okay. kind of like a pause. It's kind of like a... Now think, think, a moment. now think about this, right. right? Well, and I think it's easy for us. We can all think of those moments where, as believers, um, where we felt that freeing forgiveness, where we know that when we repented and we felt the weight lift off. Yeah. And then we can, again, think of times where we have, it sounds so easy just to say repent and be free, yes, but sometimes it's a process for us to get from our sin to repenting. Yeah. And in that process is this, drying up, the bones hurting, the groaning. It takes us a little while to A, acknowledge our sin and acknowledge our need for repentance from it. And sometimes there's shame in there. Sometimes there's guilt. And these can stop us from coming to the Lord, can stop us from that repenting. Yeah. And this song, by the way, Hmm. was written on the wall by St. Augustine's Hmm. bed. Interesting. So that he could read it. All the time, he can meditate on it. That's what the cella, like the, the meditating part. Yeah. He took that and said, mm-hmm. "I need to meditate on this." So as he was coming near the end of his life, mm-hmm. this whole psalm was written where he could just lay in bed and then meditate on and it and see it because that's what he was doing at the end of his life was okay. laying in bed. All right. Well, in verse five, he goes on to say, "I acknowledged my sin to you." So after all of this, drying up, by bones hurting, painful, he's saying, "I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity." I mm-hmm. said, "I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin." So here he's using the same language as verse one and two. Yeah. But yeah. we also know that with David, like especially this uh, in the commentaries that I've read, a lot of them saying, 
that this is kind of relating to David and Bathsheba, his yep. issue there, where he didn't repent until he got caught, until he got called out by Nathan, <laughs> yeah. right? Like how often does that happen for us too? Like, oh, we know we did this yeah. thing. Like God knows. We can't hide things no. from the Lord. No, you can't. So, and, that, and that's why you get another seller there, right? Exactly. Again, stop and think about what are your accounts like with God? Mm. And, and this should be, David's using his, and, and I mean, there's, again, another psalm that we're not totally sure where it belongs in David's exactly, life. Exactly, yeah. Um, but there's some, some crossover to Psalm 51, mm-hmm. they say, um, in, in language. So yes. maybe, it, maybe it's something to do with after Uriah's death or Bathsheba's... Right. Uh, Bringing her into his house. Adultery. Um, <laughs> his, you know, yeah. that, that maybe it's in there somewhere. But we have this... Hmm this moment now twice in two verses, this word that doesn't show up in a lot of songs, yeah. but it does when it's like something that we should ponder on. Um, and, and what I'm looking at in front of me, the commentary, mm-hmm. um, it actually divides the Psalm right here. Yeah. So no, this is a definite five, spot. Yeah. One to five, one to five is looking at, um, the doctrine of forgiveness. Yep. That's how like I like the academic kind of wacky yes, stuff. Do. And from here on in, it turns into all application, right? Like yes. how do we deal with sin and yep. and forgiveness? And and it's something that we probably these sellers should help us to remember. We gotta stop because it's exactly what Teresa was just saying is how often do we just ignore it until we get caught, right? Mm-hmm. You get your hand in the cookie jar and now you're now you feel bad. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna admit the seven thousand cookies you took already when nobody was looking. Right. But it's that one moment that you got caught. Right. Yeah. So like he's talking about confession, right? And how it brings peace, how it restores relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So we know that David only repented with Bathsheba when he was called up by Nathan. Yeah. But we also know that all sin is against God. His sin wasn't just against his friend or against his uh, well, Bathsheba, it was, it's against God, right? God knows about it. We can't hide it from him. We're only deceiving ourselves if we think that we can. Yeah. So I think David finally realizes that there is peace and relief in repentance. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I think, an important thing for us also. Yeah, well, uncomfortable in the moment. Mm-hmm. The freedom, you know, over oh, time yeah. is, well, is so the, much better. The relief and the peace that it brings, oh, knowing yeah. Yeah, yeah. that work our sin is covered. Yeah, verse 6 goes on to say, Therefore let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Surely in the rush of great waters they shall not reach him. Mm. So I love this. This is like where we offer a prayer. It's saying pray. Uh, pray to the Lord. The commentary that I read, um, it said that prayer is the cure for sin. Mm-hmm. We are told mm-hmm. to go to God to pray when he, he will be found. But most of the time, it's not God hiding from us. No, it is that we don't turn to him and we don't seek him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So I think this is where David is saying, yeah, you've repented. Now it's time to go seek the Lord. Yeah. Seek him, pray to him. He can be found by you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I love how where it says, surely in the rush of great waters, they shall not reach him. Because often we know that when we are in the midst of sin and repentance, we feel like we are being swept away, that there's not a lot of control. Yeah. Um, and that God cannot be reached. Yeah. And, the, and I mean, there's, I mean, there's lots. That there's you so can talk much. About the I waters, know. But yeah. uh, turbulent, stormy waters mm. is not a good thing right. from our end. Right. When it's a relational thing with God. Mm. We want mm. deep, still waters. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We want 
calm. That's right. Um, you can see that just in like whenever, you know, Jesus goes and sleeps on the boat and there's a storm mm-hmm. and he gets up mm-hmm. and says enough. Yeah. And that's what, what the disciples needed. They needed to see that he's over yeah. that. So exactly. when we have those great waters, that's our sin. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's no, 100%. Our, that's our separation. And it's saying that, that God is still more powerful than that, yeah. oh, right? And sometimes totally. we forget. We forget that. Yeah. Um, verse 7, you are a hiding place for me. You mm-hmm. preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. I love that image. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. Mm-hmm. It's not a quiet process sometimes. Yeah. Right? And we do need somebody to fight for us. We need that shelter, that hiding place, that yeah. shield. The panic room. The panic room. We need the safe place. That's God. Right? right? That's God for that us. The safe place where, the, where the, the, the threats of the world just can't find us. Yeah, exactly. And then he goes on to say, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Because mm-hmm. he is our hiding place and he delivers us. But if we don't know where to go and we don't know what to do, then where are we hiding? What yeah. are we, you know, what is he delivering us from? So he's guiding us. So we need to be in prayer. We need to be seeking him and following him. And we need to be obedient to him yeah. because he will instruct and teach us. He will show us, he will shield us and he will deliver us. Yep. And we've talked about this the last few weeks, right? Right. So yeah. Psalm 31 20 talks about you shall hide them in the secret place of your presence. And mm. Psalm 27 5 for in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion in the secret place of his tabernacle. Mm-hmm. Right. This idea that God will actually hide us away from mm. himself. I do love that. Uh, is, is, uh, is something that keeps coming back, it particularly is. in the Psalms. It, it's true. And it's, a, it's amazing when you think of it. Like it, just reading that gives my heart some peace, honestly. Mm. Because right now we're in a season of life where I've got lots going on at work, um, lots of projects that I'm lead on, and it, it weighs on me. And in, you know, there's so much change in our family yep. uh, with our kids, which exciting changes. Um, but changes yeah and you know you and i kind of facing a lot of time just us where we've never had that before so that's exciting but also changing yeah if you haven't picked up as a as a in the family world (laughs) we're we're on the verge of empty nesting our kids are a different place than we've ever been you know uh all like they're out of high school the last one has done high school and he's off to uh to college and our oldest is on the verge of getting married. And so we got family growing and household shrinking. Yeah. It's strange, isn't it? Kind of a different, it's just a a different stage. We've never been in a stage. Yeah. But then you look at it and you go, well, what does life look like now? Mm -hmm. And and sometimes you feel those pressures of the the world. Right. And so when I read that, I just said, you know, that's my priority. Jesus is my priority. Yeah. But I love how in verse nine, he goes on to say, be not like a horse or mule without understanding, <laughs> which must be curbed with bit and bridle, or it will not stay near you. So he's like, you need to be obedient. You can't just yeah. go your own way. Don't fight against me. You know, like, I will give you direction. You don't need to worry about that. Yeah. And I, There's that, like, the release far- of... The farm kid in me yeah. just chuckles at the horse okay. or the mule. Without yeah. the bridle. like Yeah, if you don't want to move a mule, you're not going to move a right. mule. Yeah. It's just not, it's not happening. They, yeah. they were bred because they were strong. Right, and they physically were and physically, <laughs> stubborn, right? but they're strong. Yeah, and the bit and the bridle, right? You can turn, you can turn a big animal with a very small bit of hmm. bit of. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't understand all there. those imageries so much because, of yeah. course, I was not raised around well, animals. The bit, the bit is what goes in their mouth. Oh right? no, I do and understand the that. But is what pulls <laughs> on it. So if you just think about it, I can probably turn your head if I am yeah. behind you. I have a stick through your mouth, and I turn yes. it to the left. I'm you're, going to the you're left. You're going left. It seems kind of mean, actually. Yeah. But well, they learn not to fight against <laughs> learn, it, right? Yeah. They learn that it's easier. But at first, 
they don't know to not oh, fight against got it. Got you. It's hard. So he says in verse 9, like, be not like this. Mm, be obedient. Yeah. Follow me. Because then he goes on to verse 10 and says, many are the sores of the wicked. So, like, there's, there's a consequence. Many are your sores. You can choose to be wicked, but you're going to be filled with sorrow. Yeah. But steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. So then there's the flip side. Mm. But this is what you get. Steadfast love when yeah. you trust in the Lord. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And then it goes on, verse 11, again. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Um, so he's saying, be glad in the Lord. Always be thankful. Follow him, obey him, and then shout for joy. I love this. Like, don't be quiet about it. <laughs> be yeah. joyful. Shout for joy. Rejoice. Shout with all your heart. You know, though, like, let's... Let's back up and just think what the whole psalm's about. Okay. You got caught in your iniquity. Yeah. You've sought forgiveness. Mm -hmm. God has forgiven you and freed you. Mm. Now shout about the fact that you got caught in your iniquity and yeah, God forgave you. but you are forgiven. Right? That's not what we shout about. It's and not. It, we, it should be. Don't get me wrong. It should be what we shout about. It, yes. It's what the psalm is telling saying, us to shout about. He's telling us to. But our human nature says, I don't want to admit that I got caught doing something wrong. We all do things wrong. Oh, yes, 100%. Uh, various levels, yeah. various circumstances, yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we should be we should be shouting for joy that yeah. our iniquity is lifted, our sin is right? gone, yeah. our you know, transgressions are, are wiped out. Yeah, be thankful. Um, yeah. Be joyful, more than thankful. Do something about it. So my encouragement to you is what, where is God showing you that he wants you to go? Do you have something that you are trying to hide from him, that you need to repent uh, to him? He sees you. He knows it anyways, and he loves you. So our encouragement is repent, experience freedom and joy, and then seek him. Be obedient to him and shout for joy for all he has done and is doing mm. in your life. Mm. Well, thanks for joining us for our conversation today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or a comment on our social streams, or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day. Hope you can join us next time. Until next time.